Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Finos podcast, where I am with Chris West, Director of Solutions and Engineering, and Ian Mesner, Chief Architect of Chart IQ, who are also Finos members. Hi, guys, how are you? Very good, thanks. Well, thank you. That's good. So thanks um, for joining me on this podcast today. Um, can we begin with a quick introduction from both of you, including your roles within the Chart IQ team? I'm Chris West, Director of Solutions Engineering at ChartIQ, and my team and I work with clients getting started with either or often both of ChartIQ's main products, uh, Finsomble and the ChartIQ Charting Library. Um, we run deep dive and training sessions, and we help architect desktop solutions and provide the first line of support for our clients. And I'm Ian German Messner. Uh, I'm Chief Architect. Uh, I'm working on a team that focuses on uh, core architectural designs of Ensemble, um, including fundamentals of window management, interfaces to Electron or other runtimes, interprocess communication, all those uh, nitty gritty technical bits. Um, I also did a lot of the work of converting our internal Electron uh, runtime into the open source uh, secure Electron adapter. Can you both briefly tell me about Chart IQ and where Finsomble and the smart desktop fits into the wider fintech ecosystem? Well, happy to. Um, we'll start with a bit of Chart IQ history. Um, we've been building HTML5 apps for the finance industry for a little over eight years now, with the Chart IQ charting library in use by hundreds upon hundreds of firms. And as one of the key applications on people's desktops, we were well positioned to see the struggle that many organizations were having when building out smart desktop functionality to knit their ecosystem of applications together. A struggle that was actually holding up numerous charting deals for us. Now, there were options for containers to use, but really very little in terms of ready-made integ integration frameworks, services, and any sort of user interface magic to make it all work together. Hence, Finsomble was born to fill that void. And in building it, we've invented concepts and built UI that allows firms to shorten the integration journey from literally years to weeks and allow them to incorporate both their legacy native apps and newer HTML5 based apps and have them form a single seamless desktop experience. Now, at the moment, we're working with numerous other vendors, our Finsomble clients, and a number of consulting firms to ensure that they can all integrate their entire fintech ecosystem into a single cohesive smart desktop experience for their end users and ideally cut out any reeking of data copy and paste errors and any of the other inefficiencies that are so common when you're working with um, unintegrated um, large numbers of applications so as director of community at finos i was very excited to see Secure Electron Adapter being contributed into the foundation. But before we talk about SEA, can you actually describe what Electron is for those who aren't familiar? Sure, I can take that. Um, Electron is a software framework uh, developed and maintained by GitHub for developing desktop applications um, using web technologies. It really brings uh, web technology to the desktop um, in ways that uh, didn't really exist in the mainstream uh, until then. It uses a Chromium uh, plugin to launch a Node.js main process uh, that serves as a runtime for launching Chromium browser window instances. Uh, and then it manages requests and communication 
between them uh, and also to and from uh, the outside world. It's essentially web development, uh, but made more powerful for the desktop. While many other desktop frameworks stagnated uh, in terms of number of releases or new features over the past decade, uh, web technologies have surged and so has Electron, especially in the past few years. So for any JavaScript developer who's actually used to developing for the browser, can you describe the benefits of developing using Electron versus traditional browser development? Browser-based apps are immensely popular. And with recent advents um, and advances in HTML5, ES6, WebSockets, permissions APIs, and all that other good stuff, they offer amazingly rich functionality as compared to what you were doing in a web browser a decade ago. However, they are built with security in mind and therefore severely restrict access to the operating system APIs, such as the file system and even the other windows that are open in the same browser. Now, Electron by default relaxes these restrictions and opens up functionality that was typically reserved for .NET, Java, GTK, Qt, or Cocoa-based applications, all the other frameworks that are available to you for native apps. Um, and as yet, PWAs don't offer a viable alternative. Um, they can bring a web application to the desktop, but they can't do as much of the integration, uh, particularly for apps from different sources, uh, different domains, um, nor could they integrate with some of the desktop APIs that aren't supported by the browser. Now, the browser vendors have got some challenges ahead of them as, as the browsers have to deal with multiple use cases. So as they work on PWAs, they're going to have to um, deal with the constraints of those different use cases alongside wanting to provide more access to the desktop so that you don't need to use containers. So with that in mind and having more access to the operating system, is Electron more or less secure than Chromium? Chromium and Chrome, by extension, are set up to sandbox content, use context isolation, et cetera, out of the box, where Electron isn't. Electron also contains a bunch of APIs that make it easier to contact its main process and perform various actions, as well as all the Node.js APIs, neither of which are safe to expose to untrusted code from the web. So out of the box, Electron is less secure than most browsers. However, there's a good reason for that. Security restrictions would get in the way of developing a single vendor application and aren't necessary if you're only running trusted code from a secure source delivered by a secure transport. However, all of the same facilities used in the browsers are available to secure the environment. Um, but you do need to do some extra work to be able to retain the benefits of working with Electron, which is where the secure Electron adapter or a smart desktop product like our Finsomble come in. Um, by applying policy-based security and inter-process communications that work with that policy-based security, they let you access the benefits of the OS APIs where you want to and deny access to them where other code shouldn't be able to use them. So we, we think that provides a practical solution to being able to essentially have your cake and eat it, access all those extra APIs, but also be able to lock them down um, appropriately. So can you give me a brief description of some of the security scenarios that Secure Electron Adapter has been developed to mitigate? When relaxing the restrictions uh, to the operating system APIs, 
Electron inherently compromises on the security barriers of the Chromium browser. The Electron team recognizes this and have a great section of security and how and when to put these restrictions back. Essentially, it boils down to whether you will load untrusted content. If you will be doing that, the team has a 17-point checklist for securing Electron, which essentially makes the framework behave a lot more like a Chromium browser than a traditional desktop programming uh, framework. That makes it harder for the developer to take advantage of the rich feature set of calling operating system APIs for file access um, or window management. Um, and those are, uh, can be offered by uh, the main Chrome uh, main node process. Specifically, it requires a messaging layer and a set of security policies uh, or permissions to control uh, the fine-grained permissions of that given window. And that's exactly what we've done for SEA, so you don't have to. That's the goal anyway. Uh, it's worked for us, uh, for Ensemble, um, as it uses a lot of the same technology. If I decide to use SEA, does that mean I can still work with the Electron APIs directly? Well, SEA is designed to help your code communicate with the Electron main process and make calls to those APIs with security policies and or individual permissions that can then control whether that communication makes it through or not. So the intention is that you should work with the interfaces that SEA exposes rather than directly with the Electron APIs, which your code will then be denied direct access to by default. Um, so in essence, you don't touch them directly, but you're still working with all of those facilities. With SEA being built around security, doesn't open sourcing your security just make it easier for attackers to find exploits? Uh, we don't think so. Um... We think uh, there are good reasons that Chromium, WebKit, the Gecko browser, uh, among other engines, are all open source. There are far more people invested in keeping them secure uh, than uh, there are in exploiting vulnerabilities. Uh, basically, more eyes on uh, reviewing the code and trying things out uh, will find and fix vulnerabilities faster. It's a common myth uh, that having access to open source code makes it easier to find vulnerabilities. Uh, hackers generally don't need source code to access uh, and find vulnerabilities. Um, however, uh, as the source code is available for inspection, um, uh, software that is open source can be audited and fixed when its behavior or security is in doubt um, uh, and is open to review by uh, third party security firms. Um, uh, much more so than a closed source proprietary solution. Uh, we, we firmly believe this at ChartIQ. So can you explain the advantages of making SEA configurable to the developer? Because SEA allows the enabling of or disabling of specific Electron APIs, Chromium web preferences, etc. It allows the developer to create an entire Electron application without writing any custom messaging logic. Um, it provides all of that for you. And that application adheres then automatically to the 17-point security checklist from Electron, which is quite complex to actually implement on your own. Um, additionally, the developer can easily disable any part of the API for a given component of the application to ensure that untrusted content, so basically anything you didn't write yourself or load from a trusted location, 
is only allowed to perform the intended functionality that's been enabled for it. Um, this is known as the principle of least privilege, and it's something that IT security experts recommend all the time and have done um, for decades now. Now, with that taken care for them, um, the developer can basically focus on the business logic rather than building the foundations needed to actually secure um, that business logic. How do you foresee others using Secure Electron Adapter and how this contribution into Finos benefits FinTech and the wider engineering community? I think that Electron has gotten a, a pretty bad rap for being insecure and, um, and really unfairly so. The Electron team has done a great job of being able to restrict applications uh, and we've just added on to that uh, while making it easy to do common tasks and easy to get started. Um, so we're really hoping that SEA helps show uh, the enterprise that Electron can be secure uh, and still be awesome to develop with. And we think Electron is a valuable tool in moving uh, two web technologies uh, that live side by side of uh, native desktop applications um, and enhancing uh, web technology, existing web technologies. Um, and can be deployed within the enterprise environment where security uh, must be front and center. Um, so really we're just uh, bringing that to the forefront and making it easy. Uh, we'd like to think of SEA um, that it can make that transition easier uh, and help people get more used to Electron as being a primary uh, framework for doing desktop uh, and development. And what would you say your goal is for developing SEA as an open source project? Open sourcing SEA will allow other developers, other teams to validate our approach to security, as well as to build on it. Um, sharing those foundations that we build on with Finsomble, with other organizations and individuals that, that don't need a fully featured smart desktop for their project. Um, will basically allow them to validate and extend our approach. It's also been our goal to have an open source underpinning for our products for a long time. Um, and encapsulating a securely configured electron seems like a perfect fit for that. And finally, can you talk a little about ChartIQ's involvement in Finos and what the future looks like? ChartIQ is committed to open, soft, open source software. We've always depended on it. We offer our source code to our clients, and we think that with more eyes on something, the more use of it um, that it gets, the better that product becomes. So it's been our goal to have that open source underpinning um, to the main product and to encapsulate a securely configured electron um, in a way that other members of the community can use is a perfect way to do that. Now, Finos is the de facto standard for promoting both open source software and open standards such as FDC3 within FinTech. So it's hard to imagine a better fit for us than uh, contributing it to Finos. And essentially we hope to contribute more, particularly to SEA and to the FDC3 project, um, where we already support a number of clients who are using um, desktop agents and uh, the app D in production. And we're working with several vendors to also get them ready to support FDC3. Um, so we're looking forward to a bright future as part of Finos. 
So Ian, maybe you'd like to tell me if somebody would like to contribute to SEA, how can they find the project and how can they get involved? Great, yeah. Uh, so like uh, other FinOS projects, uh, the, uh, the source code is available through the FinOS uh, GitHub uh, organization account um, at uh, github.org uh, slash FinOS slash secure electron adapter. Uh, there's also a project website with the link uh, to the, those source code repositories at sea.finos.org. Um, and uh, within GitHub, there are instructions for how to contribute. Uh, we will get a notice of whenever a pull request is submitted, and we'll review that, uh, respond with comments, work with uh, the individual submitting uh, uh, the feature or enhancement. Um, and make sure that it fits into the long-term vision of the project. Um, we're really excited about uh, doing that kind of collaboration and hope that more people uh, become involved and start using this product. And with that, I'd like to say thank you to Chris West, Director of Solutions Engineering, and Ian Mesner, Chief Architect at Chart IQ, for joining me on this Finos podcast. Thank you both. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. All the best and goodbye.